Today's podcast of In Conversation with God on the Relevant Radio app is brought to you by ScepterPublishers.org. Scepter Publishers brings you the finest in Catholic spiritual reading. For more information, go to ScepterPublishers.org. Today's reading from In Conversation with God is for Sunday of the 31st week in Ordinary Time. The topic is Zacchaeus. Part 1. The Desire to Meet Christ employing the necessary means. The readings for today's Mass focus our attention once more on God's infinite mercy. It is logical that the Church should give so much emphasis to this ineffable reality. What could be more important than the mercy of God? It is the fountain of our hope. We creatures are very much in need of divine pardon. We do well to remind ourselves frequently that the Lord is full of mercy. In the first reading, the Book of Wisdom presents God's goodness and love for all creation, and especially for His sons and daughters. And how, had you not willed it, could a thing persist? How be conserved, if not called forth by you? You spare all things, because all things are yours. Lord, lover of life, you whose imperishable spirit is in all. Little by little, therefore, you correct those who offend. You admonish and remind them of how they have sinned, so that they may abstain from evil and trust in you, Lord. The Gospel relates the meeting between Jesus and Zacchaeus. The Lord was passing through Jericho on his way to Jerusalem. At the entrance to the city, Jesus had cured a blind beggar of his affliction. The beggar had won his cure because of his faithful, persevering prayer to Jesus, despite the admonitions of the crowd. Once Jesus had entered the city, the streets were thronged with people. There, amidst the crowd, was one of the senior tax collectors, a wealthy man who was well known in Jericho. The Roman Empire had no officials of its own for the collection of taxes. In each country it used local people for this purpose. These were free to engage agents. The global amount of tax for each region was specified by the Roman authorities. The tax collectors levied more than this amount, keeping the surplus for themselves. This led them to act rather arbitrarily, which was why the people hated them. In the case of the Jews, insult was added to injury by the fact that the chosen people were being exploited by Gentiles. St. Luke tells us that Zacchaeus was anxious to see what kind of man Jesus was, but he was too short and could not see him for the crowd. Yet he eventually got his wish by putting to one side any concern he might have had for public opinion. So he ran ahead and climbed a sycamore tree to catch a glimpse of Jesus, who was to pass that way. Zacchaeus must have had a burning desire in his heart for him to put his reputation at risk by this kind of behavior. What a wonderful example he gives to each one of us who share his longing to see Jesus, to remain with Jesus. Let us take advantage of today's prayer to examine the sincerity and vigor of our desires. 
St. John Paul II commented on this passage, Do I want to see Christ? Do I do everything to see him? This question, 2,000 years later, is as relevant as it was then, when Jesus passed through the cities and villages of his land. It is a relevant question for each of us personally today. Do I want to? Do I really want to? Or do I perhaps rather avoid the encounter with him? Do I prefer not to see him? And do I prefer him not to see me, at least in my way of thinking and feeling? And if I already see him in some way, then do I prefer to see him from afar, not drawing too near, not venturing before his eyes, so as not to perceive too much, so as not to have to accept the whole truth that is in him, that comes from him, from Christ. Part 2. The Detachment and Generosity of Zacchaeus Christ will reward our efforts to draw near to him, As a matter of fact, he will more than reward us. When Jesus reached the spot, he looked up and spoke to him, Zacchaeus, come down, hurry, because I must stay at your house today. What tremendous news! The man who was content to see Jesus from his perch on a tree had been called by his name. Jesus treated him as an old friend. With great naturalness, Jesus invites himself to the home of Zacchaeus. St. Augustine has written, Zacchaeus had given so much importance to seeing Jesus pass by that he earned the pleasure of his company at home. The master read his heart. He did not want to forego this unique opportunity. Again from St. John Paul II. When Zacchaeus discovers that he is personally loved by the one who introduces himself as the awaited Messiah, he is touched to the depth of his soul and opens his heart. Right away, he wants to be next to the Master. He hurried down and welcomed him joyfully. He had found the immense joy which accompanies every true encounter with Jesus. Zacchaeus received the Master. Now he had everything. St. John Paul II continues, He was not frightened by the fact that to receive Christ into his house might jeopardize, for example, his professional career or make difficult some actions connected with his activity as chief tax collector. He shows by his actions that he has genuinely embarked on a new life. He has become another disciple of the Master. Look, sir, I'm going to give half my property to the poor, and if I have cheated anybody, I will pay him back four times the amount. Zacchaeus promised to make restitution beyond what was required by the Mosaic law. In addition, he gave away half of his fortune to the poor. Once we encounter Christ, he will inspire us to be generous with other people. He will move us to share whatever we have with the needy. Zacchaeus understood that his discipleship required a complete detachment from temporal goods. In the words of St. Jose Maria, My God, 
I see I shall never accept you as my Savior unless I acknowledge you as my model at the same time. Since you yourself chose to be poor, make me love holy poverty. I resolve with your grace to live and die in poverty, even though I may have millions at my disposal. Part 3. Jesus is always seeking us out. The virtue of hope in our interior life and apostolate. When Jesus went into the house of Zacchaeus, many people complained at his association with a sinner. He has gone to stay at a sinner's house. Meanwhile, the Lord responded to the conversion of Zacchaeus with some of the most beautiful words of the Gospels. Today, salvation has come to this house, because this man, too, is a son of Abraham. For the Son of Man has come to seek out and save what was lost. The Lord's call is full of hope. If God should ever permit us to experience difficulties or times of trial, we must trust in the sure knowledge that the Good Shepherd will always be watchful on our behalf. St. Ambrose has written, Of all people to choose from, he singled out the chief of the tax collectors. Who can lose hope for themselves when even such a man attained salvation? The Lord never forgets his own. The figure of Zacchaeus should teach us that no one is beyond the reach of God's grace. As far as the people of Jericho were concerned, Zacchaeus was an outcast from the chosen people. The gospel even suggests that this was indeed the case. Nevertheless, from the time of his arrival in Jericho, Jesus was thinking of this man. Despite all appearances to the contrary, Zacchaeus had had a great longing to see the Master. According to St. Luke's account, he was also prepared to repent of his injustice and dishonesty and make reparation. There are many people not unlike Zacchaeus in our environment. They would like very much to see Jesus. They are waiting for someone to look upon them with compassion and invite them to a new life. We should never abandon hope in anyone, even when all seems lost. God is omnipotent, and His mercy is limitless. It exceeds all human judgment. The story is told of a holy woman who had a remarkable experience of the power of divine mercy. One of her relatives had committed suicide by jumping off a bridge. This woman was so distraught and depressed by the event that she was unable even to pray for her unfortunate kinsman. One day the Lord asked her why she did not pray for this relative, as she did for other people. Somewhat taken aback by the words of Jesus, she answered, You know very well that he jumped off a bridge and killed himself. Then the Lord responded, Don't forget that between the bridge and the water I was present. This woman had never doubted the divine mercy before, yet from that day her confidence in the Lord knew no bounds. She prayed from then on for her poor relative with renewed intensity and faith. A similar event 
took place in the life of the Holy Curie of Ars, St. John Vianney. The moral of these accounts is the same. Whenever we consider the goodness and compassion of God for His sons and daughters, we will be cured of our earthbound pessimism. Let us never doubt the goodness and mercy of God for His children. No matter how extreme the circumstances may be, let us firmly resolve to bring people to Jesus. His mercy will always be greater than our poor human limitations. In Conversation with God is based on a seven-book series of the same name. It is produced by Relevant Radio in an exclusive partnership with Scepter Publishers. For more information or to order your own copy of the book, log on to scepterpublishers.org. Scepter is spelled S-C-E-P-T-E-R. That's scepterpublishers.org. This podcast is protected under U.S. copyright laws and is made possible through the generous support of our listeners. To donate, click the Give button on this app right now or visit RelevantRadio.com. Be sure to join us again tomorrow as we continue the conversation.